All right. Thank you, Sarah. Mark, I don't know how many seconds that actually was, but there's no way my kids had enough time to talk about all the dad wisdom in, that, in those 11 seconds. Let's be honest. Come on, guys. I mean, that was like, uh, we'll get back to you tomorrow at this time. I think of dad jokes when I think of dad wisdom. I don't think my kids know how much wisdom is, is actually buried in the telling of the same dumb joke over and over. I mean, we're teaching them the repetitive, I don't know, traffic, politics. We're teaching them how the world works. Anyway, welcome this morning. It's good to see you here in this place again. Um, morning uh, and greetings to all of our friends wherever you are. Don't forget, uh, if you've not seen this online yet, we have next week coming um, on Sunday morning uh, what we call a new partner class. Now, let me just explain what that is. That's your chance uh, to sort of get to know who we are. It'll be a full unveiling of our history, our values, uh, sort of how we see this little ministry here in Austin, how we're seeing this sort of grow around the world. Uh, so we want to offer that to all of you everywhere. We want to offer you a chance to actually formalize your connection to us. We've been hearing from you during this pandemic, and we want to put that out there for the very first time. So that will come next Sunday after the morning service. So that'll be 11 o'clock uh, Texas time, so Central Standard Time. If you're in Australia or you're in England, you'll have to figure this out, but we're going to offer it again at 7 o'clock next Sunday evening. So I just want you to be aware of that. That's something coming your way. Uh, report in. Let us know you're out there. Uh, we're just going to make this available to you. So what we're aware of is that this is a rare gem of a little faith community. Now, I'm going to just admit it's not perfect, but it's different than anything that I've ever encountered anywhere, and I've been in this game for a really long time. And so we know that many of you simply don't have access to a church like this in your area. So not only are we not backing away from the live stream, even after things began to reopen, but we're going to double down on it. In fact, we're going to get better at it. Uh, we're going to offer you a chance to be part of what we're up to. We're going to hopefully offer you a chance to find people close to you who are part of this from wherever you join us from. We've never done this before, so it's a new step for us. We've never offered partnership to people outside of Austin. But you know what happens when churches uh, don't adapt, don't you? Uh, parents eventually have to beg their children to keep coming to the churches they dreamed of, to keep paying for the bills they accrued when they built it. And then churches don't adapt to changing times. Those churches become tedious, they lose track of mission, they become unwieldy, and that's what we want to do. So we're going to grow and we're going to adapt. We're going to embrace the challenges as we face them. It's true, growth is a form of pain, we know this, and many of us are going to resist this kind of change when we face it from time to time, but we're staring at our own expiration date as churches if we don't find a way to adjust to the tide. That's my little John Mayer quote for you, Sarah. I thought you might like that. So mark your calendars. Anyway, join us next Sunday following the morning service and in the evening for our first ever virtual new partner class. We're excited. Oh yeah, hey, and happy Father's Day. <laughs> How's that for an intro? Welcome to this special day. I think every day in one way is Father's Day, but welcome to this day as, uh, as, we, as we move forward together. Some of the conversations uh, that we have together in this place are about subjects that, that I have to read up on to prepare for. Uh, being a dad isn't one of those subjects. I've been a father now for very nearly 22 years. It seems crazy. And I've had three fathers of my own, if you count my bio dad, my stepdad, and my father-in-law. And while my private life is going to remain private, I'm not the preacher who brings stories of his kids up into this pulpit. I don't have a lot of regard for that sort of thing. I do know a thing or two about fathering. Mostly lessons I've had to learn the hard way, if I'm honest. 
What I don't love about preaching on days like Mother's Day or Father's Day, though, is the potential of leaving someone out, leaving someone's reality unnamed. So I'm going to try to name as much as I'm able to to draw us together. And if I get it right, a conversation about being a good father will turn into a conversation about being a good human. So it's possible you're not a dad yet, and you could still gain something from what we're going to have, this conversation we're going to have today. So let me begin by naming something. Today's a complicated day for many of us. I think if we're honest, Father's Day brings up as, uh, as much sadness as it does joy, at least for most of us. And in some cases, I think what it brings up is pretty intense sadness, which is something that I'm learning in my own life just to be with, not to try to fix, just to be with. You see, sadness is hard work. It's so much easier to ignore and to medicate than to name it, feel it, and then somehow learn to release it. Today I get to name and hold space for some of your joy as well as some of your sadness while at the same time I get to be present to my own. It's not easy work, but it can be liberating, even empowering, if we get it right. Maybe you're listening to me today and you'd say that being a dad is your greatest joy in life. It's possible that you've figured out how to be deeply present emotionally, physically, spiritually. Father's Day might be your favorite day of the year. Maybe today's the opposite for you. Perhaps today you're reminded of your failures as a father, or maybe of the failures of your own father. Maybe it's both. Maybe today is a weird combination of joy and fear and sadness. I feel like we're all here in this audience today. All of those things are represented. So let me name a few things. I want to encourage you to connect to whatever you're able to connect to. Maybe you want to be a a dad so badly and it just isn't in the cards for you. Maybe hearing other dads whine about how hard it is to be a father is a struggle you wish you had. Your sadness is real. Name it, feel it, and just be with it today. Maybe you've already lost your dad. Maybe today churns up endless memories, regrets, things left unsaid, or hurtful things said you wish you could somehow unglue from your soul. Your sadness is real. Be with it today. Maybe your dad is still around, but you don't know how to express what you feel on days set aside to celebrate him. Maybe he's always been around physically, but you've never been able to engage him in ways that feel safe and supportive to you. Your sadness is real too. Name it, feel it, and be with it today. Maybe your dad wasn't great to you. And today you're reminded of all the things you think you're supposed to feel about your dad, things that maybe your partner feels about their dad, but all you feel is numb. Because going numb was your body's way of surviving the pain and the sadness. This is real and way too common. Feel it and be with this sadness today. Maybe your father actively abused you physically, emotionally, sexually, or spiritually. I wish this wouldn't have happened to you. You didn't deserve that. You've always been worthy of love and protection. This is a big sadness. Name it, feel it, just be with that today. Maybe your dad didn't actively abuse you. Maybe he passively abused you by the things he left unaddressed, unsaid, unengaged. Maybe your dad just never managed to bother to connect with you. Maybe he was too busy. This too is a real sadness, very real. Name it. Feel it and be with it today. Maybe you grew up in a spiritual system in which your dad was the undisputed person in charge. 
Maybe he was good at and wholesome at giving spiritual mentorship to others, but not to you. This too is loss. This too is sadness. Name it, feel it, and be with it today. Maybe Father's Day is a weird, uh, a day of weird confusion, and maybe it's a mixture of things because you never even knew your father. Maybe he wasn't able to show up on your birth certificate. I'm raising a child who suffers from this pain. It's a wound that never stops hurting. So if you're like me, raising an adopted child with no declared father, don't take it personally. If you never manage to fill his or her cup, you can't. That's an immense sadness. Name it. Feel it today. And be with it as best as you can. Maybe today is strange because you're a stepdad and you don't know where you fit into the picture with your stepkids. They may or may not ever let you in. Either way, it won't be up to you. It'll be up to them. And so you wait. And this is sadness. Name it, feel it, and be with this today. Maybe you can't wait till the day after Father's Day because you did the best you could, but it wasn't enough, and your kids left home, and they never looked back, and you don't know how to fix what you never intended to break. This, too, is real sadness, overwhelming sadness. Feel it in some way. Feel it. Name it. Be with it today. Maybe your dad was incredible. Maybe you were raised by a selfless, engaged, emotionally available dad who loved your mom, who loved you through thick and thin and led your family unselfishly. If this is you, tell him if you still have him. It'll bring him such joy. Name it together. Feel it together. Be with this deep joy together. Maybe your dad was your biggest fan and your greatest ally when you were coming out of the closet as a young person. Maybe he bravely, silently took the hits for you until you were ready. If this is your situation, celebrate this with him if he's still around. Let him know that you can see this. Feel it together. Be with this today together. Maybe your father preferred connection over correction. Maybe he was your protector, your defender, your advocate who opened the doors of life for you but never stormed in to fix your challenges so that you grew up seen and safe, supported and secure. If this describes your life, tell him today. Sit in this joy with him today if he's still around. Whatever I've named that you can connect with today, be it sadness or joy, let's celebrate together that you are here you survived somehow. And together we get to choose what we do with what we've been given. We get to make beautiful things out of ashes. It's never too late. We can always begin again. Here's the thing. How we relate to our dads is often how we relate to God, at least initially, which makes being a father such a heavy role. I know it paralyzes me to think that my mistakes intentional or not could create permanent scars, lasting pain, lifelong injuries knowing that my girls will, protect, will project onto God what they've learned from me literally takes my breath away. I'm slowly coming to grips with my capacity to wound and destroy as well as protect and give life. It comes with being a father. I wish it didn't, but it does. It's a terrifying superpower to be a dad. And like all superpowers, it comes with super responsibility. Fathers, I think I can speak for all of us here. We want nothing more than to get this right. We want to be everything our kids need. We aren't bad dads. We're tired, maybe confused. Maybe we need to be educated more, paralyzed perhaps by our own feel of fear of failure. But we want to be great at this. We really do. So then what's the hang-up? Why do we fail over and over if we try so hard to succeed? Why is it so hard to be a good dad? 
I used to think that it was fear that made being a good father so hard for me. Fear of failure, fear of repeating the same injuries I suffered under my three fathers. Fear is real, I can name that, but even if I deal with my fear, there's still another problem I have to face. I'm trying to do something that I've never seen done. I'm trying to empower my girls to become the deepest, truest versions of themselves, to fully unfold, to fully become the human beings they were made to be, and I don't know how because I was never empowered. How can I take them somewhere I've never actually been? I'd have to say, if I'm honest, confusion is the word that best describes what I feel being a father. It's an enduring sadness for me because I've had to spend valuable time learning how to empower myself since no one was able to help me do it before I could get to the work of empowering my girls. And right as they're beginning to fly the nest, I'm realizing how badly I wish I could start over. And I know I'm not alone here. I know you know what I'm talking about, dads. This is an enormous sadness that we mostly hide from the rest of you. It terrifies us. It makes us feel small. You guys know my story. My biological father ran away. My stepdad loves my mom but remains emotionally unreachable to me. You guys know I have a simple mind. I need things summarized to get my head around them. Generally speaking, the fewer the moving parts, the better for me. And so last year on Father's Day, I spoke about the vulnerability as as the heart of fatherhood, which is still important. But it's possible to fully embrace vulnerability and still stay stuck, inactive, and paralyzed. And we have kids to raise, lives to shape. We need action. We need next steps. We need a place to begin. So, So as I'm thinking of Father's Day today, this year, I'm thinking of mutual empowerment as the bottom line. And not just because we're going to spend time this summer rethinking of the kingdom of God in the context of mutual empowerment, although we will. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that the gift of fatherhood is the same invitation to empower our children to become themselves, to share with them the power of mutual becoming. That's what good dads do well. They aren't perfect, but they find a way to empower their children's becoming as they simultaneously manage their own delicate becoming and unfolding. Being a dad has nothing to do with control over or power over or always being right or about being stronger or smarter or more courageous or more confident. It has nothing to do with these things, regardless of what you were taught. And deep down inside, this is good news because you probably don't want to be all those things anyway if you're honest. I know I don't. In the past, in this place, I've talked about mutual thriving. But even that can conjure images of two separate entities doing their own work of thriving independently. No, no, I want to talk about mutual empowerment. It suggests that we're both involved, that we're both essential, that we're both deeply needed in the other's world, in the other's process of becoming. This is the truth about fathering, and this points to a great sadness. Very few of us had this, but we get to create this moving forward. This can be our superpower. So where do we turn for inspiration, dads? How are we going to get there from here? Who's going to teach us these moves? Here's what I know. Deep down inside, we know the way. The ancient ways of love are written on our hearts deeper than what we observed growing up, deeper than what our particular culture taught us, much deeper than what Hollywood sells us on the silver screen, deeper still than all the false scripts that were offered somewhere below all of that if we can find it is a primal sense of goodness, of love and empowerment that can lead us if we're willing to tell ourselves truer truths than what our culture taught us growing up. You know the scripts I'm talking about. They're everywhere. 
that we have to always be strong, that men are unemotional brutes, that sex equals closeness, that the abundance of money equals peace, that fame and recognition equals significance. These narratives turn up everywhere. We don't believe this crap because we're dumb. Every second of our lives, this is what we're told. The messaging never stops. But deep down, we know better. Our unending loneliness is proof enough that these cultural narratives offer us nothing we can actually need. We don't need more power. We need to understand how to be empowered so that we can empower others. And let me be clear, there is no self-erasure in empowerment. There can be no self-erasure in fathering. To empower our children is not the same as ceasing to exist. We don't lose ourselves so they can find themselves. We don't give ourselves away so that they can rise. No, no, dads, we know those as dead ends. It only produces more disappointment. We can do better than just disappear or self-erase. Our kids need us. So I always return to the same biblical image when I need to be reminded of how divine love works, how God's fathering transforms, how heavenly empowerment makes a difference. And it's found in a dream that John had while banished to the Isle of Patmos. It shows up in Revelations 3, verse 19 and 20, and it reads this way, reading from the New Revised Standard Version. I reprove and discipline those whom I love. Be earnest, therefore, and repent. Listen. I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you with me. John dreams of Jesus addressing an infant fledgling communities of faith in the first century. The details don't matter so much as the image itself of Jesus knocking on a bolted door asking to be allowed to enter. Correction and discipline show up early in this text. They're, they're the first moving parts. And these are familiar to all of us, I would say. But John anchors them in the context of love, which was not my personal experience of correction or discipline. But it's the image of Jesus standing outside the door knocking, waiting to be given free access that has been etched into my mind. Initiative under restraint. Power determined to wait, not violate. Gentleness. Instruction and guidance, driven by love and respect, delivered when both are ready. This resonates to me. This sticks to my mind. This is slowly reshaping the contours of my heart. This is my Jesus, and this is my inspiration as a dad. For me, this is the truest true, the realest real, what my heart longs to imitate, this right here. If Jesus created everything as John claims at the beginning of his gospel, then why knock? Why not just barge in? Because divine love empowers, and sometimes it even waits. Y'all, sometimes divine love knocks and then leaves, and then comes another day when both are more able to engage. Such tenderness, such a different image of a father. Mutual becoming, mutual empowerment. Here's the problem. There isn't a dad among us that isn't also simultaneously a child inside, a tiny, fledgling soul longing to be empowered. We are afraid still. We're unformed still. We're scared still, and that's okay. We can become dads as we empower those entrusted to our care, as we release, as we love unconditionally, as we connect with and love our kids. We are literally becoming fathers. 
No one ever told me this, but it's the truest thing I can say now. This is a simultaneous mutual becoming we're involved in. Of course we feel like we're over our heads. Of course we feel lost as dads. We're just now becoming what and who we need to be for our kids in this moment. Right on time, right on cue, not a moment too soon. Oh, dads, hear me now. Don't waste an ounce of pain or failure. Don't squander a single bad example or mistake, either yours or your own father's. All of it can still be redeemed. All of it can still be woven into our mutual becoming as we empower ourselves to empower our kids. This final suggestion from the deepest part of my heart to you. Let them see the child in you. The unformed places. The chaotic places. The playful, whimsical, easily injured places. Somehow it takes this little boy in us to show us both the way. Let's not raise them to be ashamed of the child inside of them. That's what stunted our growth. Maybe the little boy inside will always be there. Maybe it's supposed to lead us both now. Maybe our children should hear us say, Daddy's afraid too. Daddy's confused too. Daddy needs you too. Let's pray.